0: Welcome to the Phil Nations Show. Welcome
1: to the Phil Nation Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes. We're gonna talk NHL hockey, and we're gonna have a great time doing it. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nation Show. Head on over to playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. Zach from Pick Profit, the Red Hot Zach. From Pick Profit is on the line. What's up, dude? And what is with this winning streak of yours? How
2: you doing, Phil? And Yeah, I mean, like it's, like we talked about last time, there's the odd day, you know, or like part of a week where I lose one or something like that. But overall, it's still been a hot streak in the NHL. And uh, there's a lot of different, I mean, just teams right now that I feel like I've been betting on a lot of teams that are kind of near the bottom of their in the playoff picture They need to kind of move up against a team that, you know, maybe it means nothing to. Like last night, that's why I specifically kind of liked Edmonton is, you know, they just played Florida, Carolina, and Tampa. Three tough teams. They got one win against Florida. The Flyers had lost six in a row, and then they finally get a win over uh, Washington. I just thought, you know, it meant a lot more to uh, Oilers after a tough schedule to get a win and kind of move their way up in the playoff picture compared to Philadelphia, who they're really just playing out their season right now. But stuff like that, you know, it's starting to get to that point of the season where it's more than just numbers and the handicapping and watching it. There is stuff that kind of has implications moving forward. So I I like that that type of stuff. We can talk about too for sure because, you know, we're getting closer to the playoffs every week now
1: and that's exactly right but you crushing you are mad crushing and we're thrilled for you proud of you we already know you're going to do that but it's still nice to see all that green screens at the end of a hard day of work because this is work too right
2: oh absolutely yeah I mean like like I've talked about before with uh, money management and stuff you don't want to rely on a gambling income unless I uh, unless you're a professional like sports gambler or handicapper that does rely on it but you know it's just nice when it's all green because it's it's extra money on top of all the other money from work like you said it's like a second income almost and when when you're doing well it feels good I'll tell you that much
1: that's for sure and there's nothing wrong with using sports betting as a way of earning a second income 1% of all sports betters make a living at it doing it solely so it's not such an easy proposition and you're doing great the way you are. I wouldn't change a single thing. You know, I had a list, a nice list for today, of winning streaks. And every team that I picked on my list lost, which is pretty much par for the course. But Tampa Bay, they're intriguing to me because they're catching fire at the right time, aren't they?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing with Tampa Bay, you can look at that game last night, is they're a team that can go down 2 nothing. First of all, you look at that. I looked at the line right when they went down two nothing. They were still on the favorite side, down two nothing, because they can score three, four goals in clutters. I mean, in five minutes, that game was turned around pretty much, and that's what Tampa Bay can do. Because we've talked about in other thing, in other podcasts, how good their blue line is, how good Vasilevsky can be in that. But I don't want to undersell how good that team's offense is. And when they're clicking and scoring goals and Stamkos and Braden Point, and I mean Kucherov obviously back now, that is a scary team. We're talking about the two-time Stanley Cup champions, and they're up top there in the East, and they could go for a run for three. So, yeah, right now that's not a team that uh, other teams in the NHL want to see getting hot about this time of the year.
1: No, you sure don't want to see that. But one of the people, one of our listeners, you know, because we kind of tease goaltenders sometimes, because they they are a peculiar breed, and they expect us to tease them a little bit because they are a peculiar breed. But who are the best backup goaltenders to pick on? Say, for example, when you look at this sheet in the confirmed goalies or even the probable starting goaltenders. What kind of what names strike you as someone to pick on? Now, we got burned by Hollick the other day, you and I both.
2: I was just about to say, there's the, you know, the, with goalies, obviously, guys get streaky, too. Sometimes, like I remember at the beginning of the year, that Montembeau in the Montreal backups, they were pretty easy to pick on, it seemed like. And now, pff, the last six, seven games, you, you don't want to pick on those guys. So, I'm going to kind of talk about what I think right now, and you can obviously say... All the goalies you're thinking, too. But, yeah, I mean, next time Halak is in net for Vancouver, I'm going against that. I don't care who they're playing. That was pitiful. And there's certain teams, that, when I was looking through this, that they're way more willing to play their backup goalies, even when they're not great. But you look at a team like Nashville, like Saros literally plays, like, every game of the season other than eight. So. Right. Like, obviously, if you see a goalie like that backup, he's not great for Nashville, but you're not going to see him often. And there are teams, however, that are switching every single day. And, yeah, Halak for Vancouver when Demko is not in. Any of the Blackhawks goalies, I'm not a uh, – the backups behind Fleury, I'm not really big on, uh, especially and He's the one that gets most of it. If I see him in there against a team that you know most teams are offensively inferior to uh, – Chicago, I'll usually like picking on him. And then oh, I can, there's one – you can step in for a sec while I'm thinking here. Cause absolutely.
1: I mean, Spencer Knight is someone I want to pick on. Yes, absolutely. He's, he is really something else. Now, I have his numbers here. He He's allowing well over three goals per game. And when you get a player like that, you know, and he's struggled, and, and rightly so, whatever, but he's played 18 games and he's allowed 3.23 goals under 90% save percentage and his Corsi numbers aren't very good either his expected goals so when you see that you want to jump right in there because I don't think I know Florida has a decent blue line maybe a good one but this kid lets a lot of pucks slip between the pillows so he's a guy I pick on Spencer Knight
2: yeah and I agree with that absolutely I mean it was even he was the one that did he, I forget he went in the playoffs last year, and he rather had an amazing first game as a rookie in the NHL or an awful one. But either way, that's how I always remember him from that when he slipped in in the playoffs last year. And yeah, Florida. The thing is, when we talk about picking on backup goalies, is there's a difference sometimes? I think between picking on a goalie to lose and then picking on him for a game totals, because you know with Florida and obviously you can say if it's opposite with you but if he's in that i'm not necessarily meaning i'm picking against florida i might be looking at the over depending on who they're playing yeah
1: okay. that's what i mean oh of course because you know what they have a good team and they score goals yeah. and he has a winning record this season nine and six, i think he is exactly but, but yeah but the totals when you see a goaltender allowing more than three goals per game and he's the backup yeah, he might win because his team scores goals, but that adds to the total. So you see, that's what you want to look at. That's why I picked him. Go ahead, next up.
2: Uh next up, I mean you could pick it you could pick on some of the older goalies, you know, that have kinda of, their backups they've been around. Like you look at uh Ottawa, are who's their backup right now, sorry. Um uh, Matt Matt Murray.
1: Yep, Matt Murray. And Forsberg is too, Anton Forsberg. I think they kind of like go back and forth because Forsberg's played probably, I think he's had like 24 starts.
2: Yeah, and uh, Mike Smith for the Oilers, we talked about him a bit last week. You know, he hasn't been awful as of late, but he has been notorious in other years for having those big goals against games. You know, he's a goalie that I'd like to say, because especially with the Oilers on a little bit of a surge right now, That's another one that I look more towards overs instead of playing against him because you look at it, he still does get some wins. But, uh, yeah, and then Casey DeSmith for the Penguins is another guy. And, you know, he actually kind of proved me wrong the other night. He had a pretty good game. But, you know, Tristan Jari has just proven to be the guy in Pittsburgh this year. He's been a great goalie. And Casey DeSmith, like his numbers – 2.99, 2.99, so he's pretty much three goals a game and a, nine, a 90 on the dot save percentage. Pretty, I mean, yeah, save percentage. So that's another guy. You know, Pittsburgh, they went on that little uh, drought for a while, and I think it was because Jari was banged up a bit and Smith was playing a lot. That's a guy that I do not think is a Pittsburgh Penguins type goalie. You know, like I, I could see him in the near future. They're going to want to pick up another guy because. He's not the solution for a team that likes to go back and forth a lot. And when I see him in that, it's more that I don't like to fade him, but I'll kind of stay away from that game because I don't know what to think of him.
1: I think that's right. You know who I like to pick on for totals is Columbus, Elvis Merzlikens. I will pick on that kid all the time. His goal against average this year is 3.40. I know that's a bit of an aberration, but he's someone that I'll pick on. Four totals because he will cough up a goal here and there, funny goals sometimes, and I, I don't trust Columbus's blue line that much. No, so, Lickens is a guy I'll pick on.
2: Yeah, and I actually I feel bad for him sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too.
2: He had like a pretty good start to his NHL career the last couple of years, and he was playing well. And I mean, you look at it. Sometimes it's hard when you're giving up forty, forty-five shots a game. But yeah, the, he. That's a guy that I I honestly feel like at this point in the season is just like worn worn down to the bone. He's got so many shots, and now there's more flying by. You look at it, if you look at like a graph of his kind of progression through the year, it's a big spike for goals against lately. It also comes with the fact Columbus has been scoring a lot lately, but that's because they're letting in goals. You know, sometimes, like we said, Colorado, that's a – I don't like to pick on him necessarily, but I, and he's not a backup, but Darcy Kemper, I think, like for as good as the Avs are, the number one team in the NHL, best home record, best overall record, I think he's one of the worst starting goalies in the NHL.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is. I agree with you. Um, You know who I like to pick on, too, is Thomas Grice from Detroit. He, oh, yeah. He coughs him up, too. Not necessarily to for him to lose, but for a total of over because you can pretty much count on three goals allowed from Grice every time he steps on the ice
2: yeah absolutely and I mean I wanted to ask you too as a Rangers fan uh, is George have a guy that you're never betting on as a Rangers
1: he's on my list yeah you know what I fa- this is funny because you know this a lot of people know this but you know this because we talk about hockey you and I I never fade the Rangers at home ever yeah but I did Sunday. I didn't touch that game. I was going to play the under five and a half, and I didn't even do that. I said, "Forget it because George F is in the goal, and you know what? he has some interesting he has some really interesting outings, yes. but he lets some real soft goals in, and if you're allowing three goals and you're the Rangers goaltender, you're going to have a losing record because the Rangers, and we're going to talk about that game in a minute. They don't score, man. They just don't score consistently. And he's just not that guy. Thankfully, they have Shesterkin in there. And we'll be talking about him in a minute, too. But, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, never, 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 never play the Rangers to win with Georgov in there because it's a crapshoot.
2: Then... Uh... That's kind of the same. It's weird because he has a winning record, but that Laurent Broussau or Boussau for Vegas, their backup goalie.
1: Yeah, he's pickable too, yes.
2: And, I mean, that's kind of one I like to pick. Like, if they're playing kind of a team like you look at West San Jose or something like that, you know, don't pick on him in one like that. But if they're playing like Colorado or something, chances are he's probably not going to be in net. But if they're playing a top-tier team and he's in that, I love to pick on that guy.
1: I- Oh, yeah, he's a great one. You know who else I like to pick on? Um, Martin Jones from Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, that also, it helps that Philadelphia's got such a bad defense, too. I mean, those guys don't even like to step in front of shots and block them. So.
1: But Brossard, he's another one of the Vegas. He, he does allow, you know, he has a winning record. But then again, that's because yeah. the team score. And that's why, because he's allowing about two point seven goals a game, I think, and and that's not going to get it done. Um, let me see who I had one more. Oh, where was he? Cause I had another one, and and I I know. Oh yeah, you know who I would pick on is another goaltender from Columbus, Corpusalo. Yeah. Oh he's, yeah. He's another one. He just leaks like a sieve. He's almost allowed four goals per game. I know he's got a decent record, six and eight, I guess, for a backup, but. No, thanks, man. I always play the over when I see that kid. The whole Columbus team really you want to look at their overs that's a that's a serious deal. Do you have anybody else?
2: No, like I mean the big thing I just want to say before we move on, and kind of I already said it you said it too, but just know for everyone listening like this when we say pick on again, it doesn't mean hey, this guy's in that bet the other way. you gotta look into uh, is the team I'm that he's going, or the team that he's in net for also going to score a lot. Do I want to look towards the over? That's the other guy kind of out on the list was Peter Marazic for the Leafs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good name.
2: He, he's a good goalie. He's a good backup, but it's also because like, look at the way the Leafs have been scoring lately and you can still kind of bank on him to let in around three a game. He's just under that. No, he's just over that. Sorry. 3.07 goals a game, eight, nine, five save percentage. But yet, He's got a winning record, nine and four. Well, that's because the Leafs are scoring a lot. So if I'm picking on him, and I did this just the other day when they were playing against uh, not Detroit. It was the game after that. Doesn't matter. But he was in that, and I said, you know, they it was in Washington, and I said, you know, they're they're the favorite. Washington underdog, maybe Mrazic in that, but I think both teams are scoring goals. So that's the mo- the way I kind of go and look at it. You, and I know you're the exact same, but game totals are a huge one for backup goalies more than just, I want to pick on this guy to lose because, hey, you got to go the other way too. Are they going to score goals? But, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's but that's exactly right though. And, and, you know, a lot of people bet that way though. They say, oh, Halleck is in nets. That- they're going to lose. Well, that, that might happen, but more than likely what will happen is you're going to see a game with over six goals because you figure this. Halleck allows three goals a game, so they're going to need at least four to win because Halleck is going to allow them anyway. The, the night I saw him, and I, I made the mistake, well, you and I did, both together, uh, when they played the uh, New Jersey Devils. Yeah. And I said, wait a second here, he could barely stand up. And I'm thinking, wow, that's, I don't know
2: why they waited till six goals to pull him either. Like when she let in three in a period, you usually see him get yanked. So that was that was something else for me. But
1: yeah, but you know why? Because they think they're going to get better uh, picks in the end because yeah, of it. Absolutely, that, that's why, and that's okay. But the Vesna trophy is huge. It's a major thing, and it's it's actually not a bad thing to bet on because the odds are not bad. This year might not be so great. Um, Igor Shosturkin is the uh, odds-on favorite at uh, minus 120. And then you got Freddie Anderson for the Hurricanes, plus 600, a big, big difference. Vasilevsky at plus 700, and Markstrom's in there. Bobrovsky's in there. Sergey's kicking some ass. And Jack Campbell. When you look at a list like that, it, do you even touch this? Because it, unless Shosturkin, and I hope this doesn't happen, but if he gets hurt or really slides, that's kind of a bit of a little bit of juice to be playing a future bet on.
2: Yeah, but this is like like you said, maybe the one time where I mean, this is really his to lose. Like there is, he would have to pretty much miss almost every single game from now. Right, right. Just sib from every game. like. The numbers he's putting up are historic. Like, what, what is it? Like, uh, 960 save percentage he had going into the game before, and that was uh, with however, with over 30, 30 games played or something like that, the most ever.
1: Yo, I mean, yeah, it's close. He's at .94% save percentage.
2: It might have been his home save percentage then, but I know he has some record. Now, honestly, this is a guy that, especially with the way McDavid's like point production and stuff, I could like I've talked about this with tons of friends, tons of guys I work with. I could honestly see him winning the heart this year if this keeps up. Because when it comes to most valuable, there isn't a guy more valuable to his team. You know, you're a Rangers fan, but then Igor,
1: I nobody's mean, more spot. Respon- nobody is. If he doesn't play, when he's in net.
2: I, like, I will not bet against the Rangers. I just won't do it. Like, I don't care if they're playing Colorado. I just – I know he is capable of stealing a game at any single time. And the numbers he's putting up, back it up, the way – I mean, these aren't just, like, easy saves. He's making crazy saves. He's a game changer for them. And just like you said the other day, like, when he's not in net, it it can go the complete opposite way. Then you look at that Pittsburgh game, they lost – but it was one nothing.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. You know what they're doing, though? I'm sorry to cut you off. You know what they're doing, though, with him? And I haven't seen too many goaltenders privileged enough to do this or talented enough, but they actually let players, they let the opposing skaters skate directly head-on against him yeah. and give him all the room in the world because they believe that he can stop anything.
2: Yeah, and I, I'm fully with that. But yeah, as far as, like, we're, I don't think if it's actually minus 120, like I didn't even know it was still that. And for a futures, generally I say, yeah, don't do that. But I do not think there's any way possible that he doesn't win the Vezina this year. There's and- no
1: point in even talking about these other guys who are having great seasons, by the way. You know, Saros is a 12 to 1 favorite or underdog. And he's having a great year.
2: Yeah, and like I said earlier, he plays like every single game for Nashville. It's insane.
1: It's insane, but it'll catch up to him, you know, it'll just like it caught up to Ken Conrick, and it catches up to a lot of these guys. Let's see. If there's if there's a long shot here on this list, I would say Frederick Anderson might be my guy at 6-1. to one. I don't mind that because I think if it's not the other, it'll be him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that comes with Freddie too is just the whole, uh, you know, story and narrative to his season. You know, gets traded from Toronto last year. They kind of said we're done with him, and now he just absolutely is one of the best goalies in the game right now, playing for Carolina, who, as we've talked about in the past, could seriously make a run in the playoffs because they have other years. And I know it's regular season, but yeah, if if there's another guy if some craziness happened for Igor to not get it, that's the guy for sure that I'm probably back and it's Freddie.
1: I would think so. Freddie's oh. having a great year. He's going to be bummed that he's going to be the runner up. He shouldn't be. He probably should be the best one, but Shesterkin is a monster. I I get the privilege of watching his games. And the, when you say mad, crazy saves, that's an understatement. Oh yeah. You know, he'll when he gets burned, it's not really a burn. It, it, there'll be flips over his shoulder or you know somebody goes top shelf on him I mean and threads a needle it's not it's not like uh he's just giving up soft goals I haven't seen him give up a soft goal yet this year that's a weird thing yeah what, or what I consider would be a soft no, goal I,
2: absolutely I know what you mean kind of one that dribbles in or kind of gets him in the chest or something. they're usually on tough rebounds that he can't control or great plays. But, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I just looked up when Carey Price won the Hart Trophy in 2015. 9.33 save percentage and 1.96 goals against average. Shesterkin right now, 1.95 goals against and 9.41 save percentage. So both higher than Carey Price's Hart Trophy year in 2015. I mean, we got some season left, but – that I'm saying I could honestly see for the first time in seven, eight years a goalie winning the heart with the way he's playing if he keeps it up.
1: I think you might be right. I hope you're right because if he's playing like that, that means the Rangers are, have a shot. Because with Djurgov in there, I don't think they have much of a chance. But that's unfair too because Shesterkin is playing this at this level that we don't see very often. And he's done it all season and that's great. And tonight... They host the Blues. And that should be the probably the marquee matchup of the night. It's a pick 'em at minus 110, so it's not really a pick 'em. You're paying Jews. But the total is interesting at five and a half goals. What do you think about this game tonight?
2: I was staring at this game since I woke up in the morning because, like I told you, I hate betting against Igor and I never want to. So that pretty much takes my Blues option off. But I also have. The Blues have done me great. I think they're a great offensive team. Their roster has a lot of big names, but then you look at it; they both have good. Like Huso is going to be in net, and this is another guy I've been praising for about three, four weeks, saying they need him over Bennington, and now that's going to be the goalie matchup tonight. So when you look at the over/under, even though if you look at the last two nights in the NHL, there's been about 13 games, and I think 10 or 11 of them gone over because I've like. On Instagram, when we run live shows and stuff like that, I've had people ask like uh, about the splits for the uh, over-unders in like, February because people were saying the overs have been cashing like crazy. Do you think I should just be playing every over? And I was like, no, nah, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, I know they're cashing like crazy, but you got to look into a lot more things. You just can't blindly play it because they're all cashing. But this is a game. It's set at 5.5 for a reason in a regular season game. A lot of the games, obviously – People listening know they bet hockey. You know six, six and a half, seven. We've been seeing lately on a ton of games, and now you got two stud goalies in that. So right away, the under looks like a good play.
1: Oh yeah, I never like to play the overs with with Igor in the nets. Yeah, that's just the recipe for disaster. And Huso is pretty good himself. You know he's not. He's not. Well, how do I put it? He probably has a better winning percentage. And his goals against is just slightly above two. These teams aren't going to score. I mean, you know, the Rangers are a gritty bunch. You know, they they dig it out in the corners. They push people around a little bit. And they're going to freaking get in the way. They lost on Sunday. And that's a big problem for them. When you lose a home game for the Rangers, that's a big problem. Yeah. And and they shouldn't have. They lost one nothing, And... They didn't do anything offensively. They haven't done much. I think they scored four goals a couple games ago. Outside of that, they've been scoring one or two goals. That's it. That's their cap right there. You know, you get the odd four or five goal games against teams that don't have good goaltending, but not against the Blues, man. There is not a way in hell that they're going to score more than two goals tonight, and I don't think Shesterkin is going to give up more than two. So the under is your play, I think.
2: Yeah, and I mean the only way at all that I could think of it getting broken is both the teams have good power plays. However, in games like this, you know, where it's two top-of-the-league teams right now, both in playoff spots, I could see, I'd could see this getting played like a playoff game, literally. Like, the refs are going to put away the whistle a little bit more than usual, which for an under-better in this game is a good thing because you're keeping power plays off the ice that are really the success of scoring for both teams i mean the second power play in the nhl the blues the fourth power play in the nhl the rangers but then you look at goals per game the rangers are only 19th that shows you something you don't want their power play on the ice if you're betting unders no. however like i said blues rangers man i think the refs are putting away the whistles on this one unless it's blatant stuff they're gonna let them play it's gonna be a tight game i could see zero zero or one nothing on one side up until around the third period you know might get an empty netter if one team's up might go to overtime but yeah i like an underplay in this and usually i'm not a guy that even talks about unders much when i bet
1: (laughs) right i know that's the whole thing but you almost have to you know the rangers power play or i'm sorry their penalty kill has been pretty good this year yeah absolutely but they have allowed power play goals in their last two games and that's how they lost against uh Pittsburgh, one goal. Malkin scored that uh, power play goal, and that was it. But uh, I, you have to play the under. I don't blame anyone, though, for uh, wanting to back the Rangers at home as a side, playing them on the money line. You can't really blame you for that because they win at home usually. I think they're, what, 16-5 or 15-4 or 5, something like that. They do play good. And you got Shesterkin in there, and, and he's tough. But your under is your play. Great stuff today, man.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just to touch on what you said right there, I just wanted to see for fun what it is if you were someone that was like, hey, I want to back the Rangers, and yeah, you could parlay that with the under, and you get an over plus two fifty on that Rangers money line with the under five and a half. I'm not usually a big same game uh, money line over under better, but I, that doesn't look like a bad play to me.
1: Nope, it sure doesn't. So you know what? I would take the Rangers on the line and I would take the under and let's see what happens. But great stuff. Tell everybody where they can find you, what you're up to and all these things and and then we'll punch out.
2: Of course, yeah. You can find us on Instagram at Pick Profit Inc. We drop tons of uh, free pick videos, trends, tons of stuff on the stories, just betting information, try and help everybody become a better gambler, smarter with your money management. And then on Twitter, it's just at Pick Profit. There's no ink on the Twitter, just at Pick Profit on Twitter. And the same thing, you know, no story options on Twitter anymore. That bugs me. But uh, we still do our free video, free pick videos there, tweet out some live game stuff sometimes, lots of trends, just as much as we can. And the same thing, we're always willing to answer anyone's messages also not even if they're looking to buy picks, just to help them become a better sports gambler. And you know, a lot of people ask about units and compared to their uh, bankroll size. Willing to help with anything, anytime anybody has any questions at all. And you know, that's all free right there. So no worries at all. And that again is Instagram at Pick Profit Inc. and on Twitter at Pick Profit.
1: And they're great follows. You all need to follow those guys and go cash all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. Great stuff, man. Thanks again for being here.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you very much, Phil.
1: All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank Zach for coming here and bringing the heat every week, helping you all and me win more of our hockey bets. We want to thank PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting the show. That's playup.com, your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Just sign up for an account and find out why. PlayUp is always your best bet. All picks made on the Phil Nason Show are tracked at BetStamp. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves, be good, and most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you,
0: and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at CashWithFlash and like our Facebook show page.